Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! He's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It is November 21st, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, Dad Duty. He'll be joining us momentarily. Just be patient on old Nick Roush. But in the meantime, T.J. Walker, Justin Kalen, hope you're having a great start to your rainy, cold, kind of ugly Tuesday morning. Uh, maybe allow yourself some extra time. Scoots, good morning to stop in at Thornton's. Get you Just take your time. Fill up. Get you some breakfast, fresh fruit, maybe a breakfast sandwich, a breakfast croissant, or a big coffee. They've they've got the the best coffee, the way Roush tells it. Or you can get a thirty two ounce soda for eighty nine cents. Uh, just with the rain in and traffic being bad, it's just may as well realize it's going to be a, a commute. Stop in a Thornton's, get stocked up if you're going to sit in traffic. Yeah, great advice, TJ. It is that the roads definitely congested this morning. Was not a great morning, admittedly, for me to sleep until 6.15. I just could not roll out of bed this morning for whatever reason. I, I kind of felt like today should be my morning off. So, I, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I just could not roll out of bed. So I left the house a little late, and I was I was worried I was going to be late. I only got here at like 6.56, so I was, I was cutting it a little closer than I care to admit. We were thinking about doing Corey Price trivia today with obviously being holiday week, Thanksgiving, short week. We're all very excited about that here on Kentucky Roll Call. But uh, we, we decided to do it tomorrow, Roush being out today. If we had done it today, Scoots, Corey Price would have beaten you to the studio. He's an early bird. Yeah, he, def he, he, gets he definitely would. But that's all right. I think you just know that it's holiday week. And you won your bet with Trevor Kelsey. Ooh. Which, by the way, a little bit of an update on that. I, uh, I'm i kind of a softy when it comes to things like this. So, Oh, my goodness gracious. I ended up giving Trevor the closing line instead of the opening line, which was eight. So I will still be here tomorrow doing Hoosier Report and Spears. But I will get to sleep in, and he will be producing for Roll call. So, 
Oh, you coward. No, nah, I mean, we were just talking earlier in the day before the game started, and we were like, yeah, we, we should just go with the closing line instead of the opening line. So we, we ended up going with the eight, made it a push. Push isn't a win or a loss for either of us. So, yeah, I'll, we'll just keep it how it is. Oh, boo. <laughs> so all the bet comes down to is because IU beat U of L. Trevor's having to work a morning radio show. Yeah. For uh, like the man, Trevor's bad at making bets. Like everybody knew IU was going to win that game. Boy, it looked sketchy at, at times during the game. Uh, well, I've got. We're going to talk cats, obviously, before we get into Hoosiers and cards. But yeah, I think the people that think that, like, you know what, maybe Uval does have some talent. It was a good two day stretch for them as they did go toe to toe with Texas and Indiana. But if the coaching was terrible, whether or not Uval has talent or doesn't have talent, the end of the game execution from Uval, just the runs against Texas and the way that they closed out that game, and then IU, it was bad. And then the people that like to poke at Kenny Payne's press conferences and his quotes as he's smiling and laughing, Scoots, I never in a million years thought Mike Woodson would run zone. He tricked me. We didn't prepare for it. It's like, Kenny, no. It's no. Don't. Like, even if that's true, like, you've, somebody close to Kenny is not doing him any any good service on his behalf to just let him know, like, hey, here's the room. Here's how we're going to read it today. And when people are worried that you can't coach and that you're way in above your head, don't go into a press conference after you blew the game and say that you were tricked. They did a tricksies on me. I had no idea that they were going to run a zone. We had a gentleman's agreement, no zone. And they broke that gentleman's agreement. That only works with Calipari and exhibition games, Kenny Payne. Um, now, I could, like, rationalize his his comment. And if U of L, if last year they'd gone to the Elite Eight and this year they were a top 25 team, nobody would care if he said those things yesterday. But though that's not the case. He won four games last year and he's on the hot seat. So you shouldn't come into a press conference of a game that you really probably should have won and for good chunks of that game, did look like the better team. You shouldn't come into a press conference afterwards and be like, "I was, I was, we would have won that game if I wasn't so flabbergasted by another coaching decision on the other bench. I, I didn't know what to do. I was totally taken aback. Uh, not a good look for Kenny, but we'll, we'll talk college basketball. It's feast week, so like you know, this is this is a great week for college basketball. Uh, I'm trying to get all my work done early in the day, Scooch, so like by three or four, I can focus somewhat on college basketball. That's just smart. Uh, I, yeah, it's good sense on Thanksgiving week, but uh, nobody really wants to work this week anyway. So just trying to, just like anybody else, just trying to get by and get to turkey time, and it'll be here before you know it. Roush will be here before you know it. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. Kentucky wins and that is that is most important that is who would not have been a fun show thank christ for missing that free throw man yeah i was i was telling gil last night as we were watching the game i was like man i just tomorrow's my last day on roll call for the week potentially not not friday withstanding um 
but I just I, I could not have handled a Kentucky loss last night. I, I could not have handled what the text line would have looked like. And let's be honest, I have not looked at the text line yet. So it, it may still be bad because Kentucky did not look great last night. But like you said, TJ, most important thing, you got the win, and, and that's all that matters, right? That is all that matters. Uh, on Selection Sunday last night, that's not going to uh, – that's that's not – that's. Not even going to be noticed. Not even going to be talked about. And that just gets swept under the rug. If it's a win, if it's a loss, it doesn't kill you. It doesn't have to change any big season pictures or big season expectations. But that's going to be a, a, a number hurter come Selection Sunday. It's going to hurt your. It's going to hurt your computer numbers. It's going to hurt your net rankings. It's just going to be something that would be attached to you like a gross disease that you couldn't get rid of all season. Didn't have to stop you from achieving your dreams and your goals, but it, it that's the difference of a win and a loss, in case you all weren't aware what the differences were between winning and losing. A win? Whew. All right. Let's talk about it. What went right? What went wrong? That was too close for comfort. A loss and, all right, you know, this team can still do a lot of things, but that stinks and that's going to carry with you. So that was a big deal that they found a way to win that. And I remember Scoots when I would write for Cats Illustrated, I would do TJ's takes after the game. And it was just like instant analysis, a few thoughts on the game right when the horn sounded just so you could get some content up while some of our other writers or myself would focus on like press conference interviews, what Calipari said, a, a story from the game or something like that. At least we just had something up instantly after the game. And there were, I remember several times when I would write those takes and this was, you know, back in like, the Fox team and back in the Knox team and back in 16 with Tyler Uless and Jamal Murray. And even, even in 2015 with that team that went 38 and, and one, there were several times early in the season, I'd be writing my takes right after the horn and saying, I think this close win can be beneficial. I think that the fact UK found a way to win an ugly game, and I'm not saying necessarily last night was an ugly game, kind of was in some regards, kind of wasn't in some regards. But I just remember so many different times, Scoots, writing different stories of UK won, but it didn't go the way we planned. However, it may be a good thing. And I think last night was just another long list of chapters in that storybook of Calipari teams early in the season, generally kind of young. You don't know where their mind's at, what's going on. Uh, school at UK, I don't know if they have any classes this week for what it's worth, but that's always – sometimes it's, you can you can get yourself into some trouble when you try to get yourself in the brain of an 18-year-old. How motivated were they for St. Joe's? They knew St. Joe's just lost to A&M Commerce, a team that they had no problem against. So you don't know where their mindset was. You don't know if they were totally motivated going into the game. What uh, You can do a lot of excuse-making to kind of ignore the fact that that game was a lot closer than it needed to be. But basketball seasons are long, and basketball is a sport where some nights you may have it, and some nights the shots are falling, and, and some nights they're not. And last night for St. Joe's, they were falling. And eventually got to a point where they were hitting so many shots that I do think UK panicked a little bit. And I'm not overly thrilled with the game that Calipari called. 
that being said, I'm not, it's not like crushing hour. It's not, oh, UK got the wrong man for the job and he's going to ruin this team. But I did have some issues. Scooch, you're not going to be surprised. Very similar to the Kansas game. It's centered around rotations and players that were in and players that weren't in. But we're going to get to the Thornton's text line. We're going to hear what you have to say about last night's overtime win over St. Joe's. But my overall theme and my overall narrative is I think that can be a good thing for UK. There's a lot of things I didn't like. There's a lot of things that need to be improved. But it's game number five in an early season. There should be things that need to be improved. And we should be saying that for the next month, two months, maybe even three months. Uh, and you want to peak right around when Selection Sunday's rolling around and when March Madness comes rolling around and the conference tournaments come rolling around. Uh, so this is all building up to that. And I think finding a way to close out a game, even if it wasn't the prettiest, and even if we're thankful that Christ missed that free throw, they won. And they found a way to do it. They know what it looks like. I think this could be important moving forward. I, it is important moving forward. Maybe even more important than a 40-point blowout, Scoots. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you've said. But here's the thing about this Kentucky team is they're going to have to learn how to win games, just like you saw last night. It, it wasn't the prettiest thing, but they found a way to win. And the thing about this team is when these guys all finally figure out how to win together – that's when the bigs are going to come back. And then you're going to have to start the whole process over with integrating those guys and learning how to win and play with those guys on the floor and in the lineup. So it's going to be a, a season full of just learning how to play together for Kentucky. It, unfortunately, that's just the way it sets up with the injuries to the bigs. But if they can just continue to find ways to play together and integrate everybody in on the offense, get, get at least one or two good performers a night, I, I still, despite last night, I don't have any – qualms with this team moving forward yeah i don't either like any big picture i'm i'm just more excited i wish they played again tonight uh, i i wish uh, waiting till friday is going to be going to be somewhat cruel i don't want to wish away thanksgiving i don't want to wish away the next few days but I, i'm addicted to watching this team play basketball i still think they're fun to watch any possession could be something absolutely electric any 30 second span or a minute span or a two minute span you feel like they can bury a team or put a team away because they can just hit threes and then the next position possession hit a three the next possession hit a three and just like that boom nine points and they got hot several different times the issue was st joe's always remained hot and it almost felt like a football game shootout where it's like last team to have the ball is going to win uh, that happened to actually be uk that had last possession dj wagner made bad decisions on that on that last possession had so many wide open people on the perimeter it's hard to count he made it i, I was okay my issue my thing with dj wagner similar and it's probably going to be the case all year he's so good at getting where he needs on the floor and then and then it's just a coin flip, really. Will he put it up? If he does, does that shot go in? So far, not so much. Uh, but he did make some important plays and important free throws, and he he had a better shooting and scoring night. Just that last possession was way, way, way too forced. But overall, I think DJ took some steps forward in the right direction yesterday. We'll get into DJ Wagner analysis as the game goes on. But you got to give sometimes you just got to tip your cap to St. Joe's. They hit a ton of shots. They had a ton of shots. That's not something that they're going to do a lot this season. Uh, and if they do, they're going to be playing other teams close. Uh, they definitely didn't shoot like that against Commerce. I can tell you that. And then some of that also is UK's perimeter de defense needs to be a little bit better. I think something once St. Joe's started hitting 
a lot of threes, and it was like, oh, okay, they're they're having a night here. I think UK, and maybe this was Calipari, maybe it was an assistant coach, maybe it was just the player's mindset, nobody told them to do this, it just happened. It seemed like they started playing not nearly as aggressive as this defense has kind of made its mark on early in this young college basketball season. seems like they started to kind of sit back and just say, you know, it, it got to a point where – I shouldn't say they sat back. They started to guard the perimeter a little bit better. And it was so much, hey, guard the perimeter. All they're doing is beating you on threes. Get out and and close out on these guys. Well, then St. Joe's started to really get comfortable going inside and killing Kentucky in the paint, which if you do have one of those big guys, and Scooch, you're right. That's a talking point we've we've brought up a couple times, that like once you're going to – Maybe you've already fallen in love with this team. Maybe you love the potential of this team. Maybe you're really excited about what this team could be based on what you've seen so far. Then you're going to add in a big. Then you're going to add in another big. You could potentially add in a third big. And you're going to snap your fingers, and it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little different. And last night, not having a big was a big deal because once UK said, all right, stop letting them beat you on the perimeter. Stop giving up open shots out there. Guard them. Guard them. Over-pursue and overplay. Well, then St. Joe's just started to kind of attack Kentucky inside. And they were the bigger team, and they beat Kentucky on the glass and rebounding, but they were the bigger team. So once they would get inside and UK would be out on the perimeter, they they could throw it up to one of their bigs and score. They could just score by themselves. Uh, they were able to get to the line a little bit as well. So Kentucky had some issues. I think what changed for Kentucky is you didn't need to make necessarily like a, a conscious effort to, all right, we need to – really lock in on our perimeter defense. They just needed to keep playing aggressively and trying to go for steals. And yeah, you're going to give up some there and you're going to give up some open threes. I think they got so sick of seeing open threes that they stopped playing aggressively to take their chances. And I actually think that that was a mistake. And I think it hurt UK because playing aggressively defensively can really open up things offensively for this team. It can, it can hurry up the tempo, but I think Cal probably saw just so many open threes. He said, all right, guys, we got to take it. We got to, reel it in a little bit. We're, we're playing aggressively, and it's just leading to too many wide-open shots for St. Joe's. Uh, but instead, what ended up happening is Kentucky did contest a few more threes, but one, they hit them anyways, even with hands in their face. And two, it just opened up the inside for St. Joe's in ways that now UK was getting, getting kind of beaten in two different areas at the perimeter and inside play aggressively. And I do think that something switched in the final few minutes where they just started swiping at balls inside and Reed Shepard got his hands on several different balls. Uh, I've got issues with Reed Shepard's minutes. Shocker. I think people probably could see that coming. I've got issues with his minutes uh, and I didn't like the lineups there near the end of the game, but we'll talk about that as the show goes on. Maybe we head on over to the Thornton's text line for the grab-and-go texters in the first segment. Real quick, TJ, on a non-serious note, I wanted to say you said tip your cap to St. Joseph's. I am not going to tip my cap to St. Joseph's because that mascot, the new one, I have not seen it this year. I don't. Maybe it's a few years old now. Thing is creepy. They made it look like a freaking cartoon. Bring the old hawk back. I hated it. I mean, the old hawk was incredibly creepy too. Like, the, the, I think the whole the whole aspect of that owl is supposed to be creepy. Well, the, the, it actually looked like a hawk back in the day. Now it just looks like a freaking cartoon character, like Toucan yeah. Sam or something. I did, it was weird. I did not like yeah, it. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not supposed to be an owl, is it? It's supposed no. to be a hawk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it is. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's dumb to make that person flap their wings for an entire game, too. <laughs> 
a lot of people at Rep Arena last night were were like, "This guy, he's really committed to the bit." It's like, well, yeah, of course. He was he was flapping pretty slow though. It was one of the well, slower yeah, hawk to. hawk flappers I've ever seen in my life. You got to keep your pace. Yeah. You can't you can't go all willy billy. The the I wonder if they like catch themselves like when St. Joe's is going on the run or it's like <laughs> you know that faster. final possession be overtime. <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then they start to take off, and you're like, "Wow, the Hawks actually flying." St. Joe's, St. Joe's losing by fifty. They're barely moving their arms at all. <laughs> yeah, like we're not sure if the Hawk is even alive anymore. Uh, oh, oh, it moved. It fluttered its wings. It's still good. Scoots, you don't need to send over the first segment text, okay? Okay, deal. I'll just take those right from right from the machine. Love it. The seven hundred one texture. You're really flirting with danger here. Oh, we're that's not, not on the first air segment. Seven. Nope. Yeah, we're not on the air. That's not a first segment text, but. I'll give it to you, I suppose. The thing that bums me out the most with Stoops... Oh, it's a football text to start, too. How about that? The thing that bums me out the most with Stoops is how he does... How does he fix it? The way to for Cal to fix it was always obvious. Go get dude. Stoops can't sign that caliber of class. So how does it get fixed? None of the big four coaches will be fired. So where's the move? None of the big four coaches. Oh, within the staff. Uh, I guess is what you're alluding to. I think it's a fair question, Texer, and maybe a better question for Roush to get his uh, opinion and analysis on. I think I've got a take on this, and I, I, you know, I don't even know how how accurate of a take it is. I do think that like once the transfer portal became more prominent, Kentucky football has. N- I don't want to say like taking a step backwards because you got Wandale Robinson and you got a 10 win season. You got Will Levis who came in. So like you have been, you have benefited from the portal, but I think in some other areas like offensive line, some parts of the defense, especially the secondary, I just think the development of getting guys in that are quote unquote stoops guys that do, you know, that are in the program for two, three years. And all right, now it's time for them to start and take, take over the reins. I, I don't know. I just feel like at the offensive line and the secondary, you're not seeing as much of that. Maybe you get back to that where you just can develop guys, more stability for positional groups across the board, especially at such important positional groups like offensive line and like secondary, where you feel better about the guys you're developing versus guys that you're bringing in to fill a hole. And those guys may be talented and they may be good, but they may not necessarily know the way that Mark Soups wants to play football or the way the offensive line wants to operate at Kentucky in the SEC because they haven't been around it for two or three years. So that that's just one take on it. I don't think that's the I, I don't think that that's necessarily like the snap your finger and that's the easy, clean answer. Uh, but I think the, the another answer is just it's SEC football and it's really really hard and we know that and you take your foot off the gas for a split second and you lose to South Carolina in a game that you shouldn't. You lose to Tennessee at home in a game that you probably should have won. You blow a 14-point lead against Missouri at home. It's the SEC. It's big boy football. And if you're not ready to play each and every Saturday, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Uh, And that's what Kentucky, unfortunately, has had to happen too much this season. But you get a get-out-of-jail-free pass on Saturday with the Governor's Cup. And if you win that game, we're going to look at the season – Probably not in the most positive light, all things considered. But if you beat Louisville, it's going to provide a really, really, really good moment that has been just missing this season. The Florida game was awesome. We had so much fun. But that was in September. And October was dreadful. November has been terrible up to this point. And you can't have the last couple months of your season be dreadful. You need another fun moment. You have that opportunity on Saturday. Keep the Governor's Cup in Lexington. 
Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, why doesn't Justin Edwards ever take it to the rim? If he's only going to settle for jumpers, he might as well be B.J. Boston. Oh, B.J. Boston had a better shot than Justin Edwards. Yeah, he needs to. We, you've, you've got some you've got some issues if you're going to have DJ. So here's something that we're going to have to monitor. If you're going to get a big back, that's great. Let's just whatever big of your choice. Let's just say it's Bradshaw, and 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 you move Trey Mitchell over to the four. Any lineup that's going to have DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards in together, I'm going to have some shooting concerns. And the only way that that doesn't apply is if you have Justin Edwards at the four, which we have seen a little bit of. And I don't hate, I don't think Kentucky looks terrible when they do that. But if you have Justin Edwards playing the three or the two, which I'm not sure we've seen much of him play the two, but if you have him playing the three, you're going to, and DJ Wagner's also on the floor, then it starts looking like uh, archaic offense Calipari team. And I'm using stupid air quotes around that phrase, but it starts to look like some of those Calipari teams that weren't great shooting teams. And I just don't know why you do that when you have Shepard, who's a great shooter, Antonio Reeves, who's a great shooter, Dillingham, who has really been impressive with the way that he can spread the floor and knock down outside shots. So I hated part of the lineups last night that featured Edwards at the three and Wagner at the one. It just wasn't wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And Scoots, excuse me, I got a cough here for a second. All right, I'm all good now. I, I broke down the lineups of what it looked like in overtime and what it looked like at the end of the game. And it's not a coincidence anymore, folks. Just like the starting lineups and the slow starts to start the game, it's not a coincidence. You got to just believe the stuff that you're actually seeing. Yes, things can change and players can get better and players are going to get better and players are going to grow. But we know that Kentucky is a better team when Reed Shepard and Rod Dillingham are in the game together, together. And now for the second straight close game, Calipari didn't do that. I shouldn't say close because you did have one in between them. But for two out of the last three games, it's come down to the wire. And Calipari didn't have those two guys in together. Now, in overtime, he did. And guess what? Kentucky pulled the game, pulled it away. He's got to get those guys on the floor together when it matters the most. You have to. And DJ Wagner did a lot of nice things. He can be in there too. You, if you do that, then that means you don't have Antonio Reeves in. But I think UK's best lineup to close out a game, it has to have Dillingham and Shepard together. If you want to have Reeves in there, that's fine. You're going to give up a little defensively. That guy is one of Calipari's worst defenders. I think we all like Antonio Reeves. He's fun. Seems like a good guy. He's going to hit a lot of big shots. Holy smokes. He's going to have some trouble guard. He's going to, he, he does have trouble guarding guards. Um, but if you want to have him in there for shooting, that's awesome. That's a really tough lineup to guard. If you want to have Wagner in there for a little bit more defense and somebody that can that can just be an NFL running back and lower their head and get to the rim or get inside the paint at least, that's fine too. But Dillingham and Shepard have to be on the floor when it matters the most. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, for the love of God, please put Shepard in at WB over Leary. Who's WB? Not not sure on that. Uh, say, with several more early morning texts, and they're long, say. You're better than that, buddy. 
since 2020, if you tell me a team hits 15 three-pointers, Kentucky misses eight to nine free throws, I'm thinking it's a guaranteed loss. However, this seems just so good offensively, simply that they are able to survive the barrage of three-point shots made by St. Joe's. I'm truly encouraged by this team. This team's missing a rim protector. If they have a rim protector, both the Kansas and this game are totally different. This team reminds me of a Jay Wright Villanova team. Let's be encouraged. Enjoy the ride. Once a couple of the seven-footers are healthy, another thing to look forward to is this team can hurt you with all sorts of different lineups. His team, mobile, autoplay on stems, I want to run, or yeah, or I you know, say, well, I don't even know what that means, or available to play against teams. I want to slow it down in half-court offenses. Uh, that had to be a vo- auto to voice text because that was about as sloppy as the text we've had in the Thornton's text line <laughs> and it's quite spelled, some time. It's spelled court Q-A-R-T. <laughs> I will say that your first text, uh, I agree. He does say that he's voice texting. I agree with the uh, I, I agree with the sentiment, though, of your first text that like this. That I think it was nice that UK won last night. I'm not I'm not having some take that like, oh, here they go again, struggling against St. Joe's. I, I, we knew this team was overrated. Um I think there's more positives than negatives from last night. A texter says, South and Josh here, the amount of people spinning, freaking out an overtime win, or eking out an overtime win at home against a mid-major is disgusting. Some of you all defend and excuse Cal like you owe him money or something. You don't need to get a grip and stop embarrassing the rest of us. You're right, South and Josh. No basketball game can ever be close. You got to blow everybody out by 50, and if not – then it, it falls on the coach. South and Josh, you're allowed to not like Calipari, and you're allowed to be frustrated with the state of the basketball program. This is a fun team, and my advice to you would be just to let your hair down and enjoy it. Try to have some fun with it. It's going. They're going to provide more fun moments than frustrating moments. Does that mean they win a championship? Nope, only one team does, but it's going to be a really fun season. I would – just like try to shake off all your preconceived Calipari notions and just have fun. And that being said, I'm going to get on Calipari a little bit on today's show, but have some fun with it. South and Josh. Uh, okay. Uh, John, my brother sends in a bad WB tech. So, all right, there's our first segment text. We need to hit a break. We'll come back and get to the next segment. Ralph should be here any moment. Uh, we have plenty of other texts on the Thornton's text line and some takeaways. I'll break down some of those roster substitutions there at the end of the game and overtime, things that were good, and guess what? They worked, and things that weren't good, and guess what? They didn't work. So there's a little teaser for that next segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Rouse should be joining us soon. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, okay. 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and that's right, Nick Roush has joined us now. Nick Roush, how are you? Good morning. Morning, morning. I'm uh, happy to be here. Um, it is uh, a little soggy out there today, folks, so we'll drive safely. Uh, I, I did not anticipate... Uh, it, it was a relaxing Kentucky basketball game, TJ, and I didn't want to get my blood pressure up, but there it was, man. I'm just getting all worked up and antsy, and 
I thought it was going to be an early to bed sort of night, but I, I got a little too fired up watching that basketball game go down to the wire. Um, Kentucky did what they had to do to get done, but the uh, the part of me that just loves to criticize Cal's in game execution it just it just it, I, I you had to. Well, I mean, it was it was it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but they got it done. They got the win, and Trey Mitchell hit some big threes in overtime. So. Um, after I, I thought he, I thought he played kind of the nice thing about Trey Mitchell hitting those shots, CJ, is I didn't think he was playing particularly well for most of the game. And when they needed somebody to step up, he did. So that, that was really good to see. Yeah. Those were big shots. He wanted to take them. Didn't hesitate. He had hit, I think maybe one, three up until that moment, maybe two. Uh, but th- those were, those were big ones and he knocked them down mm-hmm. and gave UK some, some breathing room in overtime and then St. Joe's would come down and hit a three of their own to just not, not go away. But that was kind of the story of the night. Uh, I agree with you there. What, what were some of your, your biggest issues on Cal? Look at, look at uh, Mr. KSR coming in being Mr. Negative. Yeah. Well, when there was two sets of particular for the, it was, I don't think it was in this order and actually how the game happened, but we were talking Trey Mitchell. After Trey Mitchell hit the two threes, they went four out, one in, and we're trying to feed him in the post. And I'm like, he just hit his threes from the outside. Why are you, why are we bringing him down in there and just having everybody stand around, try to post him up? He's not good at posting up. That's not a strength of his game. Now, does it create offense because they double him and he just kicks it out? Yes. I don't know why teams double him, by the way. I'll never understand it. I love it when they do. But, I mean, this ain't Carl Towns, right? And they went into the Carl Towns, like, let's all get out of his way, let him post this guy up and toss it in there. Um, they just wasted the whole shot clock and then had to have somebody go make something happen with five seconds to go. The other was when they tried to run a set, and the set was just, let's have double down screens on either side. And they each tried it twice, and nobody could get open on either because it's the most basic action ever. It's like stuff you do – in middle school, you're right. I mean, it just nothing happened. And then with five seconds left, DJ Wagner goes down and then hits a tough layup at the end. That works when you have DJ Wagner there. It didn't work when you had severe Wheeler there. And the frustrating part is, it's like, okay, I get it, Cal. Like you, you have your certain ways you do things. I, under, I understand. Like I'm, we're going to live with some of them. I just know that that's going to be the case. When Tom Hart says they don't even – Cal says he doesn't even have time to work on end-of-game execution until December. I mean, if you think they're working on defense, that's not working. Can you not just do five minutes of situational basketball to end every practice? Isn't that sound like something very easy and also very fun to get the competitive juices flowing? Like each day you come up with a different situation and there's two minutes on the clock. You're down three. They're playing zone. What do you do? Like, hey – that's that's the am, am I am I asking too much? Like I don't I don't think I'm asking too much. Uh, I I just think if you truly believe they haven't worked on late game execution when they've been practicing since July, I've got some beachfront property in Montana to sell you, buddy. I mean that's what Cal's just just because Tom Hart said that to Cal doesn't mean it's actually true. I, I've got it, news about the things Calipari says and doesn't say. Okay, but. It also, like, the way they execute, I could buy that. When they started executing is when they went back to just doing their normal play and they picked and pop and Trey Mitchell hit a couple threes, right? Like, they weren't sitting around for 15 seconds in the shot clock. Now, 
here's part of it too, TJ, that I do need to like. I I, I admittedly got irrationally mad about that. There, I shouldn't be. This isn't going to be a great half court offensive team right now. Like that's not Cal's strength. They're at their best when they're running and gunning. So like, of course things slowed down. But I, I think the moral of the story is you see why they keep DJ Wagner in because the Duke can get to the rim. Now on the last possession, DJ, why'd you stop? You kept, you kept getting in the rim and good things happen, and then he decides to shoot a pull-up with four seconds on the shot clock or whatever. And St. Joe's, hell, they probably got a timeoff off the refs and give it to him. Um, yeah, the, I agree. He did the just the worst thing you could have done in that spot. Uh, he had people, I mean, several different people throughout that possession and that action open on the perimeter. He could have definitely passed out and gotten yeah. just as wide open as a shot as UK could ever want. And then secondly – if you're gonna attack, attack. You had Rash is right. You had had some success getting to the rim and either getting fouled or finishing. And he he did have some tough finishes. Still struggled a bit finishing as well, but saw some go in. So that's better than 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 what he had been happening in some of these games. But instead, yeah, you do kind of like the spin fade throw. It, it was bad. No rebounders. It was a bad final possession. I think he panicked a little bit maybe try to play hero ball a little bit. And the thing I, I would push back on, I, I get what you're saying, and I've got issues with, with Cal as well with some of the things he, he did or didn't do. But I, I do think it's like it comes off as a little convenient when you say like, yeah, when you run the plays that Trey Mitchell hit the three, that's good. But when you run plays that don't work, those are bad. You know? Yeah, it's a Shannon Dawson. Yeah. But, but that, I think that's my thing, though, is that – those threes came early in the shot clock. Those those looks weren't like I just I've got severe Wheeler PTSD, TJ. I mean, I you know, and and I don't think I would be having these same takes ten years ago when it's early in the Cal era. I would be saying, man, and, and it's true. This is good to have some close games against uh, a decent mid major team. Like uh, I know Daniel Hager was tweeting out all of the close calls for other good teams. I mean, this is this happens quite a bit, and it's yeah. not a bad thing. Um, but I just I, I do have severe wheel or PTSD with some of those. Like it's late in the clock, DJ just go create something. The first twenty I mean, seconds didn't work. <laughs> just go there, there's look, been look Calipari teams that definitely lose that game yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt about it. And I think that you know the, the issue if if you're talking about some of the severe Wheeler teams, like you'd have Oscar where you're not getting out rebounded by St. Joe's. He, that probably could have been a game where he would have like forty and thirty, and it'd just be ho hum, like it was nothing. Yeah, but you're right. Like if you needed some action late. Uh, it, it, I, I trust DJ Wagner to be the guard to make something happen a lot more than some previous guards over other seasons. But I've got an like, it's boy, it, it's just not a good look for Cal to take Reed Shepard out with four minutes and fifty five seconds left in the game, Roush, and us not see him back on the floor again until there's fourteen seconds left. That's not good. Like that's not a good decision to make. Uh, I know that I've turned in just all of a sudden overnight into like this Reed Shepard fan, but in the final five minutes of the game, you should not have that dude on the bench. That's a guy that needs to be out on the floor. And guess what? You had a four-point lead when you took him out, and when you put him back in the game, Roush, the game was tied. And you put him in 14 seconds, kind of wanting you know him to be an outside scoring threat. He needs to just be on the floor as a decision maker, as a defender, as a shooter. Well, the biggest a thing is that player. 
as a defender. Um, I mean, he I didn't realize he was scoreless last night until I checked the box score now, but he had five steals. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and hell, he had the dagger if he would have just dribbled the ball out when he got that one steal and then <laughs> threw the chest pass to Rob that got picked off. But, like, how mad are you going to – that that was just one of those, like, oh, gosh, dude, dude. Just your, she- your shepherd giveth and your shepherd taketh away. Oh yeah, you 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 tweeted that out, and I was just like, yeah, that's just going to be the case with him. So especially now in the beginning of the year, because he, you know, you're still figuring out what you can and can't get away with. That there, he could have just dribbled it out and chewed up some more time off the court. Right, for the Reed Shepherd fans out there, like myself, here's again, UK. You take him out with four minutes and fifty five seconds left in the second half. You're up two. He's not put back in the game till the game's tied. What happened in between? UK couldn't close out St. Joe's. Then overtime, somehow you don't start him again. I, but Cal wanted to kind of go with the initial starters, whatever. You put him in the game, and Kentucky is, I think, at that point up two. They're up two. The game is never closer than that the rest of the the overtime roush like st joe's never gets within two again once shepherd comes back in the game uh, once he comes back in the game uk gets up by four then they're up by six uh, i think st joe's was able to cut it to three at one point but it never gets any closer than that and and that's all she wrote that's the game this stuff is not a coincidence folks like it's just not like oh that's weird. When this guy's in the game, UK's up by more, and then when he's out of the game, they're not up by as much. He's got to be in the game, and he needs to be in the game with Dillingham. And you didn't have those two together against Kansas, and I think it bit you in the ass. You need to have those two in the game in closing time. And if that means you need DJ Wagner there because you need somebody that can attack and get to the rim, then so be it. Then have him have those other two players around DJ Wagner. That's fine. If it means Antonio Reeves has to go to the bench, then that means Antonio Reeves has to go to the bench, I said, I suppose. But I don't want Antonio Reeves in over Reed Shepard. I don't want Antonio Reeves in over Robert Dillingham. Yeah, and then, I'm, I'm with you. But if you want Antonio Reeves in over DJ Wagner, that's fine. you got to find somebody that's going to be able to get inside the paint. I think Shepard and Dillingham can both do it to a certain extent. Um, I, I don't care who the third guy is is what I'm getting at. I know who the two other guys need to be, though. It's And it's because of Reeves as a defensive player. And they were just getting beat off the ball. Oh my gosh! I mean, then you're playing four on five. The second Reeves is beaten off the dribble, you're playing four on five. And when you don't have a rim protector, that's a that's a tough ask. And especially it's a tough ask when like you're not getting any sort of breaks from your opponent because they're hitting every single three that they've ever shot in their entire lives. Is your prop set? They had to, right? Yeah, they. uh, Yeah, I made it. I so gosh, this is I lost big on that Khalil Ware bet in the IU game. But I, I still ended up positive on the night, had a great night because a lot of my UK bets hit. I, I, I middled. I got a nice middle during the game. Ooh. I think I'm just going to maybe move to like an 80% live line better for sports. I just win mm-hmm. a lot more when I do live lines versus just like your stale old soggy start of the game lines. Player props, you can't really do that with, so I'm going to keep betting player props. But, uh, yeah, when UK was – gosh, I don't – I think this was somewhere in the first half. First off, I told you all about the St. Joe's plus nine first half line. I hope you all got in on that. And then, I, I don't know, I got St. Joe's at like plus 13 at a really good point, and I was like, okay. 
I don't, you know, this game has close game written all over it. I think UK is going to win, but I don't think they're going to win by 13 or more. Uh, so I hit that one. And then, I don't know, I think in the second half when UK went on a run, I got UK at giving six points. So I was like, okay, maybe I can get this middle right here. And guys, I got it. I did it. Huh, I got the middle. It's almost like a certain producer told you all that when you get sports betting, live betting's the way to go. So congrats to Tre- you, Trevor, TJ. Would, Tre- Trevor would tell us that all the time, and we did not listen to him, Roush. Man. Yeah, all the time. I'll enjoy, en- enjoy Trevor tomorrow then, since you're not going to give me any credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get on at 715. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I don't have any issues so much with like plays that Calipari did or didn't do. I think they needed to keep being aggressive defensively. I get why they didn't, but I think that hurt UK more than it helped. But my my issues aren't so much with like action that they ran or didn't ran. It's just you got to get the right players out there. And well, I, you know, I, Justin Edwards, he can do some nice things for you. But if you're going to have him at, at, at the three position, man, it's not the right call. He has got to get better around the rim. He, I mean, he knocked down his outside shots, but how are you that big and that strong and you just cannot finish around the rim? I, I don't, had zero confidence on those outside shots, by the way. That one, like, rattled and hit the rim 30 times and went in. It was like, and then dropped in. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I, how often can this dude get stuffed by the rim? I, 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 I it is shocking. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I, it's understandable when a guy like me gets hung by the rim, like, not athletic, not very good. This guy is – Check the I, rim sizes in Philadelphia. Was he just like cramming on nine-and-a-half-foot rims and now I, he's getting to the 10-footers and he's like, oh, my gosh. This, I, <laughs> I knew there was going to be a downside to all these awesome highlight tapes. I mean, I, or is it one of those things where just the, the contact is just really ta- – the, the physicality, right? Because, like, that's a huge jump in physicality. Is it really just wearing on him that much already? You know, I – I don't understand it. I will say back to your Reeves point, though. It's it's not Cal's style to go offense, defense, but he's going to have to do that, right? Because Reeves is a great three-point shooter, great free-throw shooter. Um, I mean, he, he was 7 of 9 last night, 3 of 3 from 3. But, my gosh, that guy couldn't guard a chair. No, and it's not like a surprise. We know he's going to have some issues guarding. And I, I do hate this because we're a week away from it tonight. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. It's Biggest going to be a really, really game fun. Game in a decade at Rupp Arena. What's that? Biggest game in a decade at Rupp Arena. Is that what they're saying? Well, uh, you you had said UNC Kentucky, so you know. Oh like, what? Well, that that was over a decade now. Sadly, um, that's, you know, almost oh gosh, a decade, a decade yeah. and a half. Uh, but no, it, it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to to be in Rupp for it. But like Miami is a very guard heavy team. They're going to be similar to Kentucky. UK is going to have trouble guarding them. And if Miami hits 15 threes, UK is probably going to lose. But I was having when I was watching St. Joe's, I was thinking about Miami. Like they're going to play a similar style, and it's going to be where you're really going to wish you had a rim protector. As Lucy's just sneezing all over here this final first hour. Uh, and we do nice. need to end this hour. And we've got a lot of text messages. We're going to get to those text messages in hour number two. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things Mark Stoop said yesterday. It's going to be a fun hour. Don't go anywhere. Kentucky Roll Call rolls along. Roll. Nick from Big X Sports Radio. Yep. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I'm TJ Walker. Another one buys the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one buys the dust. Hey. 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 0.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday Thanksgiving week. Hope it's going well for you. It's rainy, it's wet, it's dark out there. Give yourself some extra time. Stop in at Thornton's today. Fuel up, download that app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, get a lottery ticket, all the good stuff you need at a Thornton's today. And then while you're at it, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And we'd love to hear from you on this Tuesday. Roush, it's a Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. We love tacos from Salsaritas. We also love their burritos, their quesadillas, their nachos. Always get the the, the chips on the side. That's just always a, a good idea. Uh, Salsaritas. It's got the freshest ingredients. It's a lot, It's really chaotic right around now. You're about to be cooking a lot for Thanksgiving. Let well, Salsaritas take care of their cooking for you. Download the app before you go. They got two locations. One in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane and one in Middletown with a drive-through. So you don't even have to get wet walking outside of your car to go in to the store. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. Simply the best. Du, du, du. So we'll get Trevor tomorrow, huh? Trevor tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Scoots, uh, did you commend Mike Woodson for his masterpiece of a zone defense? Uh, I did not. No, and I I wanted to touch on that earlier. TJ talked about it. Flowers. Pretty hilarious that he said Mike Woodson tricked him. Kenny, don't you think maybe you just tricked yourself for by not preparing for that? Like, why is the blame on somebody else? It's it's on you, Kenny. You're the coach. Yeah, yeah. You played yourself. Good grief. Uh, Scooch, the floor's yours. Talk about I use massive win over U of L. That felt felt like two blue bloods just going at it. I mean, there's just there's really nothing to talk about. Indiana escaped with the win, and that's really all you can say. It it was a fun environment, though. We were at a local restaurant watching the game, and there were it was actually pretty dead, but there was all it was all Indiana and Louisville fans, and and my brother joined us. He's a Louisville fan. We. Somehow let him come in, but no, it was fun educating my grandpa. He he looked at me when we got there, and he was like, "Who's Indiana even playing?" And I was like, uh, "They're playing Louisville." I was like, "Pretty big game, Opa. You should uh should be hyped for it." And then I filled him in on he didn't know that they only won four games last year, so it was fun getting him caught up on the history of how bad Louisville's been lately. <laughs> That's where, where's Opa been? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he Tell just. A- did you he, tell him about the Berlin Wall too while you were at it? He well, I'm pretty sure he knows about that, being German. But uh, he used to be a big newspaper reader. I don't, I don't guess he subscribes to the Courier anymore and gets it in his mailbox because he, I feels like something he should have known. But he, in his defense, he knew all about Indiana's big soccer win the night before. So I, I stay and tried and true to the sport he cares about most. Who did you all, did you all beat Wake Forest? We did beat Wake Forest. Yep. I remember seeing that. I was like, that that could be like a title match. And I think it was the second rounder. UK soccer season ends against Notre Dame. Notre Dame was the number two overall seed, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tough, tough draw for UK, but they were lucky just to get into the tournament. They were preseason number one. 
they had that crazy unbeaten streak last year and just couldn't really recapture that magic. Had some nice moments. They beat number one Marshall this season, but uh, that comes to an end in the second round. So that's a bummer. Uh, I guess IU still still surviving. I'm not sure if you've all still around. No, Louisville's out. There's your men's soccer bracket update, and we'll talk about men's soccer next uh, September probably. Louisville is out as well for what it's worth. Okay. All right. So I think the Final Four is in Louisville this year. Is it really? Yeah. That's all at Lynn. At Lynn Family Stadium. That's awesome. Yeah. So a bummer that you're not going to have any local interest. Maybe IU can can make it. Marshall, again, I think is the number one overall seed. That wouldn't be too bad of a trip for them. I don't know if they're still in it or not in it or what their deal is. Don't really care. I'll move past it now that uh, UK is eliminated. If you're wondering what the weather is looking like for the Governor's Cup on Saturday in Louisville, uh, it looks like a, a fall Saturday, uh, a colder fall Saturday. High of 48, low of 31. So, you know, you're going to need your jackets and your coats, but it uh, looks like it is going to be sunny at least. So, probably feel good later in the afternoon. Feel really good once UK keeps the Governor's Cup trophy in good hands. Uh, Thanksgiving looking really nice. High of 55 and sunny. That's pretty cool. Uh, Roush Mark mm-hmm. Stoops spoke yesterday to the media. And mixed mixed results from UK fans on what he had to say. I think he does a pretty good job speaking and just like, all right, I can I can rally around this guy. I can buy what he's selling. But there was one tidbit that we mentioned on the Twitter space yesterday that Scooch stood us up on that did get people riled as a crocodile. That, that was ridiculous. First of all, let me address that because you started that at 426. I got the notification. Hey, join my Twitter spaces. Indiana game started at 4.30. I'm sorry. I'm not going to jump into Twitter spaces where we're discussing Kentucky at the start of an Indiana basketball game. Well, That's just I, never going to happen. I, I just we wanted some live reaction. You. Yeah. I wanted splatty, splatty scoots. If, right, you know, if I was watching. Mute yourself and give a come on in a lively atmosphere every two seconds. If I Jeez. was watching the game at my house, I would have hopped in. But being out in public, yeah, no, I'm good. We're just we could have gotten takes from o- from Opa. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We're just busting your chops, Scoots. Uh, that's that's what we're doing. Roush, did did you get worked up about anything Stoop said yesterday? No, but I knew that. Hey, um, when you bring up the hard schedule, I get it. You, doing it just once is fine. I don't think you need to bring it up multiple times. But it's. I, I was more. Uh, I, I thought it was a little more noteworthy what he didn't say because. Pretty much any time the offensive line or passing game was brought up directly, it just came down to, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So it sounds like there's been some people getting the bus ran over them behind closed doors that he doesn't want to publicly. Even though I think fans would kind of like that, it's it just would put them in a no-win situation because, you know, some folks wouldn't like it. Some, you know, it that would be tough. But I, I can understand people who would think that Stoops is copping out or – uh, whining about the schedule, I get it. Uh, it. Doing it once, okay. Like it's probably worth mentioning that four teams you played uh, are currently in the top ten, but you did just lose to a team that wasn't. He acknowledged that, but it it's hard for him to say anything without people getting mad right now, and I understand why because there's really no. Excuses like when he says we're going to show some resolve, like we we typically have had, and it's like, well, you've shown none of that this year, absolutely none of it. So I don't, 
Yeah, he's just kind of in a no-win spot with this team right now. Just got to get the season over with. It's like you can only say so much without just going and, and doing it. Like, you, you can say the right things or you can say the wrong things. Who Just go win. Go go look better. Give give your fans something to be proud of. Give your fans something to get excited about on a Saturday instead of just every weekend getting a little bit more disappointed than the last. And this is a big one. This is a huge one. If you leave your folks and your fans disappointed another Saturday, this Saturday, it's going to be the loudest that it's ever been in the Mark Stoops era. And again, as I think we made it pretty clear yesterday, that's not going to mean much from like a Mitch Barnhart standpoint, but it's going to get like people will just be checked out, Roush. That bowl game will probably be as poorly ascended since the Compass Bowl back in what, 20, 2009, I think, maybe yeah. 2010. Yep, that's right. Whatever, whatever year that was, yep. um, it'll the there will be no bowl. excitement around the bowl game. You'll probably feel like you're going to miss out. A, a few of your big fish may transfer out, and the momentum's going to be pretty low if you lose Saturday. If you win Saturday, however, Roush, I think Stoops would be getting a little bit of a free pass for an underwhelming season. Like people will be pumped about that. Raining on U of L's fun season parade is going to carry a little bit more weight then it probably should. You know, it probably should be Kentucky. I feel like most UK fans feel like it should be Kentucky with nine or ten wins going into this game, not Louisville. So if Kentucky can play spoiler to a really dream season for U L and keep the Governor's Cup in Lexington, that's what it's all about right now for Mark Stoops. And all that other noise, you can quiet so much of it just by winning Saturday. So lots on the line. I hope that they're – I don't know, Roush, I've heard some UK fans be like, I think this team's done. I think this team's done. I don't know if I necessarily heard enough from Stoops yesterday to like feel like they're fired up or they're out for blood or anything like that. But I would just advise people, if you think Stoops is just going to lie down and get pummeled by U of L, you got another thing coming. Like it's just he, the team, maybe he's lost the team. Maybe the team's waved the white flag. Maybe some players have given up. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. But if you think Stoops is just going to go out and just mail it in against U of L, it ain't going to happen. You don't know him and you don't know the staff well enough. It may be a new coach in U of L, and it seems like they don't hate each other. I think there's probably some mutual respect between Brom and and Stoops. Obviously, I don't think that respect was there between Stoops and Satterfield for what it's worth. But Stoops knows what's on the line Saturday, and he doesn't want to lose to those guys. And he hasn't really made a habit to lose to those guys lately. So it's a big one. Uh, and anybody thinking that if this team has quit, Stoops, Stoops hasn't. I feel confident about that. What does that mean or what does that matter? Maybe nothing. I don't know. We'll see. But, Roush, he's going to be fired up for this one, and I hope the rest of the team is as well. Yeah, that, but it's – it's a. Uh... It's a, it's it, it should be a concern on everybody's mind though the just the where this team is where their where their headspace is because um, there's there's no I, I think it's abundantly clear the locker room is not united right now so how do you get them to to, to rally right maybe maybe a con, common enemy can do them some good. Um, and you know, two stoops is credit. He's done a really good job, even in those losses early on in his tenure of getting his guys up for this game. So hopefully he can pull something out of his hat to make it happen. Um, I'm going to remain skeptical of that because 
if you listen to Jeff Brom's comments yesterday, and hell, ever since he got hired throughout the summer, we were even talking about it like maybe they're making too big of a deal out of this over there at UofL, but they are not pumping the brakes. Chris Barclay, the running backs coach, said it's this is their Super Bowl. Like they are, they're doing that too over there. So I, I the the mental edge that Kentucky has had on this series for so long, I I I worry that it's a push at best going into this game. Well, the good news is we'll get to see it. It'll all unfold on Saturday, and uh, it, it's a fun Governor's Cup for. I I would rather be in U of L's position, being the home team with ten wins, having the fun dream season versus UK underwhelming, some the the locker room not in the best spot. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather be in in U of L's shoes. I'm not going to lie about that, but I don't think it, since they've moved this game to the end of the year, the stakes have ever been this high, and. On the flip side, you could make the case there could be like a devil's advocate argument that the stakes have really never been lower. Like U of is in the ACC championship game, that's not changing based on what happens on Saturday. Like you know, they they're gonna have a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl, and it has nothing to do with what they do in the Governors Cup. Okay, that's true. On the flip side, the UK, like a win gets you seven wins, a la di da, like a seven win season. How cool! Way to go! Everybody's really excited about that. Uh, this has been a disappointing season. You shouldn't have. You, you've already dropped more games than you should have. What's really the difference between six and six and seven and five? There's the devil's advocate argument for it, but that leaves out so much. U of L is so sick of losing to UK. It, they're so sick of losing to UK. If you polled U of L fans honestly, they'd rather beat UK. I think the majority would rather beat UK than win the ACC championship game. Yep. And not not that I they can't don't blame want. Them. Yeah, not that they don't want like the, all the the glitter and and glamps that goes with winning the ACC championship game. They just don't. They can't take another year of trash talk to Kentucky. They just can't do it. So they need this game badly. And then Kentucky, it's been, as I've said now, I'll be a broken record on it. It's been an underwhelming season. This can be not the great equalizer. I don't think this just automatically snaps your finger and makes it a fun season. But it can change the way we look at the season in a major way. It doesn't have to be a total failure. And if you can play spoiler on U of L's most fun season they've had since Lamar Jackson has been in, in town, that would be fun. That would provide a fun. This could be an important moment in the rivalry. This could be an important moment for Stoops. Uh, Roush, I, I saw somebody on a message board say, I think South Carolina was the Mississippi State game, but in the negative. Like where the Mississippi State game saved Stoops back in 16, this South Carolina game could be like the end of an era where they said that it kind of pivoted and transitioned the momentum of what if what if Saturday is the Mississippi State game again? What if that but like in a positive? What if Saturday's the Louisville game again? UK's not gonna be 28 point dogs, but they're gonna be seven point dogs, which I love by the way. Bet Kentucky and bet the Kentucky money line. What if Saturday is like the all right, the the program gets back to to business we move in the right direction you win saturday you win the bowl game obviously wishful thinking i'm being optimistic with that stuff but this could be like this is huge it's a big game i'm pumped for it i cannot wait to be there saturday it's going to be an awesome atmosphere and i think uk is going to be ready for that i've heard some uval fans be like you 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 don't know what you're getting into okay yeah this you oh no 
the Fed Cred Stadium. It's just like Athens. It's just like South Carolina on Saturday. <laughs> it's going to be a good atmosphere, but this team's played in good I mean, atmospheres it, before. Devil's advocate for my, what I'm actually feeling is that it was a great atmosphere two years ago, and Kentucky just beat the snot out of them, and the stands were empty by halftime. Um, Man, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I just have no faith in this team, TJ, at all. They they've been who they they are who they are. They're a team that's going to let me down. Um, and the worst part is is there there is a path to winning this game, but I just don't think they're going to walk it. So I hate to be like such a negative Nancy, but the way you beat Louisville, it's pretty easy. You start fast, which Kentucky doesn't do. You stop the run, which Kentucky does. You make Jack Plummer throw picks, which he does. But then offensively, like. Who's scoring points? For UK? Uh, yeah, who scores UK, points? UK should be able to score on UofL. I mean, they should be able to score on UofL relatively easily. I mean, they I should think. have been able to score 40 on South Carolina. The defense sucks. Like, that, yeah, that, and, and, and Ron English you, is not a great defense coordinator, and he's out there looking like a genius this year because they can get pressure, they can get – like, I, I think Leary's going to be in trouble. He's at least slippery and elusive, but the problem is, is – you beat those teams when they get overly aggressive, over the top. Who's catching a deep pass for Kentucky? Dude, that's the, that's the thing. Like again, I, I I get that you're frustrated. Think of all the stupid turnovers UK had against South Carolina. Like sure. that that throw in the red zone just should never in a million years happen. That was terrible. The fumbles were terrible. Uh, the just kind of bad luck on that first fumble interception thing from Devin Leary when UK was really trying to move the ball. And then you're right about the deep balls, but not to again i'm not trying to just like be a butt slapper and say that everything's okay you're right they didn't connect on them but my goodness gracious like how did you not connect on any of those they were all yeah. right there they yeah. were you were you quite literally a step in some of them and maybe instead of letting Barion be the deep threat on those you, you go to somebody else and see if you can connect on that but if you take all that in consideration it's a miracle that uk only ended up with 14 points there's no way that uk should have ended up with 14 points yet roush to your point, they did, and there there is stuff that's obviously very clearly wrong with this offense and this UK team in its entirety. But I had a tweet when they beat Mississippi State that said that like if I think this UK team's a good team, they're not a great team. Maybe they're like a, a an aver- above average team more than they're a good team. But I think if they are playing an average team, they can really kind of make life difficult on that average team. And everybody's thinking right now, TJ, South Carolina was an average team and UK didn't make life difficult on them. But they should have. Like, they should have. They had South Carolina in so many third and longs and just blew it. They had so many chances to score points and put up points, and they blew it. And they blew it because they're not a great team. And I understand that. Like, they're not a great football team. But they can go toe-to-toe with other average football teams. If you lose to Pittsburgh, you're an average football team. If you should have lost to Virginia at home, you're an average football team. So, Roush, in my mo- notion that, like, UK, if you're if they're playing a great team, they're going to get beaten. No doubt about it. UVL's not a great team. They're a good to an average team. UK can play with good and average teams. They should beat good and average teams and maybe even beat them handedly based on what they did against Florida and Mississippi State. And again, you wish that they would have taken care of business against South Carolina. And I know it's no it's no consolation, but they should have. They were the better team in that game. They blew it. They had every opportunity to win that game against South Carolina, and they didn't. And I think U of L falls more in line with the South Carolina 
And with the Vanderbilt, I know that's disrespectful, but I just think it's true, and the Floridas of UK schedule than they do the Alabama and the Georgia and even the Missouri. I think Missouri would beat U of L by two possessions. Uh, they're just better on both sides of the ball. So I still got confidence in Saturday. Uh, maybe it's just kind of a blind optimism that this rivalry has been one-sided that I need to kind of like reconfigurate my brain that this is Brom and this isn't Satterfield. I do understand all that. I do think it's going to be a close game, but I, I still am having the expectation that UK should win. Like they well, should win. And, and part of it too, TJ, is if I don't get my hopes up, then I can't get let down. Uh, true, true. Oh, so that 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 is uh... – <laughs> That, that's one of those things where uh, it's a self-defense mechanism. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I'll I, chime I, in I, here, Roush, because I, I don't have any hopes, and I think you're spot on. I just I, – I don't want to be the guy that thinks this is not going to be a game, but I just do not think this is going to be a game. For so long, Kentucky's just been stomping Louisville. It seems like the time is, is going to switch – here this weekend, I've just all week I've thought that Louisville's just going to kick Kentucky's head in, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but I I, I think that's what's going to happen. How? Where? What are they going to throw all over Kentucky? Yeah, I mean they like yeah. I, okay, I, I'm so sorry. Plum, so, we, plumber, so plumber, so here here's Nick Roush and Scoot both saying that plumber's going to throw all over Kentucky here on roll. I don't, I don't think that no, but I. So think, what are they going to? So how is Kentucky getting beaten? I don't. I mean they're going to score 14 points max. They can't score the football. You have to score to win games. This offense stinks. Like it's just it's I. Well, and, and Ray, Davis, Ray, Ray Davis every, is going to run all over U of L. He's going to have 100 yards, and then is UK is Leary going to have a big game? Just, Probably not. Ray's just playing so bad. Every it's just the spiral of this season. I just can't. Like you were supposed to stop it at South Carolina. That's why that. That's why that person had that point right because. This was the moment. It you had three, four opportunities. You had those drives right there in the middle of the game. Your defense, they showed some heart, right? They went out there and they did it. Your offense, what did they do? They actually moved the ball and then they committed turnover. So, all right, so that's where it is, TJ. Is like you just win the turnover battle on Saturday. There we go. I'm talking myself back into it. You win the turnover battle. You stop the run. You get yourself some short fields. Um, you kick some field goals and you make this a grinded out, uh, low scoring game. The, there we go. I'll, you you, you taught me back into it. Boom. I, I, listen, UofL's going to score some, and Brom's going to have some some goodies for, for Stoops. He's going to have a couple plays that are just going to work. They're going to be frustrating routes. There's going to be somebody like wide open. They're going to do some misdirection stuff. They're going to they're gonna put up some points, and they're going to have some success. I just think over the span of a 60-minute game, Waters, the talent, the water talent, talent water is going to find its level. And Kentucky has more talent and is a better football team than U of L is. And Plummer will make some throws. They're going to make things easy for him. But he's, you got to get some pressure on him and try to make him have to force a couple throws, try to put some tight throws in a window. Here's what they're going to do, though. They're going to take a couple deep shots. I hope UK secondary is ready for it. I'd almost guarantee you U L is going to hit one or two, and I bet one of them is just going to be like comically wide open. Yeah. yeah. That's that's probably going to happen. They're going to take – but it's not going to be a bunch of deep shots. It'll be – it'll just be a few. Uh, hopefully one or two don't work. I guarantee you probably one will. And then besides that, Roush, they're just going to work the sidelines on intermediate throws. What does UK do about that? 
What what's UK's game plan with that? They're going to be able to run the ball a little bit, but I don't think they're going to ever be able right. to really establish the the ground well, game consistently. They'll break Grindo, off a couple runs. Yeah, Grindo's been good, but he is good. Jordan. Jawar Jordan, though, is the one that could really give Kentucky problems because if you just don't fit one run, he can take it, but he's been hurt, right? Him and Thrash. So, um, you know, I, I'm not as much worried about defensively. It's just I – like I hear you. De- it's just the it's the Leary and Barry on Brown problem this team has right now. Like, you're just feeding the wrong people. I mean, why – You're telling me quarterback position's important in a big college football game? What? And, like, his number one target? And why – just throw it to Dane. Just just – if I, I would be happy if Kentucky like at least show me that like prove me wrong that this isn't just a Barry on problem. Like I would love to see Dane get twenty targets on Saturday because you know what I think he would catch fourteen of them and get one hundred and thirty five yards receiving. You know, would he fumble. Would, how many would he fumble though? One. No, Man. I'm kidding. I, I'm with yeah. you. Like. I know I'm 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 with you. I think the offense is going to look better than people think. Are they going to put up 40 points? No, but I think they're going to be able to run on Louisville. I think they're going to be able to control, and that's the thing. And this has been such a talking point all season, and, and it's more of a talking point in, in basketball. But like, I think Kentucky could control the tempo too. Like, I think they can keep moving the chains if they wanted to play fast. They could. I would advise that against this U of L defense. They're, they probably won't, so they'll slow things down a little bit. If that keeps the defense well rested, that's fine with me. The the, the issue is going to be how much pressure is UK's front line going to be able to get just by themselves? UVL's offensive line, unfortunately, it's not like the 2019 offensive yeah. line for UVL, which was just mm-hmm. comical. Uh, but how much pressure are they going to get by themselves? If the answer to that question is like a decent amount just by themselves, that's going to be huge. That that I'll feel so much better about UK's chances. If they can't that's not going to be good because then it's going to be either you're going to need to bring pressure or you're going to sit back and neither one of those options all that great when you've got Brom chalking up the plays and figuring the things out on the other sideline. So big Deion Walker game on Saturday. I, I hope he's really disruptive. I hope he causes a lot of chaos. That would be a good start in the right direction for UK's upset chances. But Folks, you all heard it here first. Scooch thinks UK gets their head kicked in. Very graphic reference. And uh, Roush not overly optimistic here on this Tuesday, although the week can change. You get Roush a couple bourbons, arguing with the Brahms on Thursday. He'll be a big blue bandwagon uh, come Saturday once he gets to riling up his family this Thanksgiving week. So that's where we stand today. Let's get back to the Thornton's tag. Oh, let's take our last break, actually. How about that? Let's do it. All right, we'll do that. Come back. We'll get to the Thornton's text line, wrap up this Tuesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call Rivalry Week and talking the Cats' overtime win over St. Joe's when we return here on the Big X. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11, and you can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a Twitter community page. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. 
And we, we do it all. We do it all. Uh, just like Shady Rays does it all in the eyewear game. They've got sunglasses and eyewear for each and every occasion. Not just sunglasses, including they've got prescription glasses as well. They've got the blue light glasses, snow goggles, which I talked about yesterday. Shady Rays has it all. Polarized, affordable, and the best designs you're going to find on the planet. A super easy and impressive to use website. Go to ShadyRays.com. You'll see all the different options. Men's, women's, children, and different sunglasses and eyewear for each and every occasion. Eyewear for things you didn't even know that they had eyewear for. Affordable price will make it even more affordable with the promo code BIGX for 40% off your order. And if you're unfamiliar Shady Rays, remember each and every time you buy, you're helping feed hungry folks in America. I love the program that Shady Rays does with that. And you can buy with confidence, knowing that if your pair gets lost, broken, stolen, or you just need it replaced for any old reason, pay a small processing fee and you get your order sent right back to you. ShadyRays.com, ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, 40% at checkout. Let's head on over to the Thornton's text line, unless you all have anything you, you really want to get to. Uh, I just want to say the, the feast week is really feasting today. Um, with the semifinals uh, out at Maui. Oh, wait, it's it's showing me. Because we've got, what, Tennessee versus Purdue. Up, yeah, Tennessee, Purdue, and then Marquette versus Kansas. That's a, that's a that's nice feast. little. That's feasty. Yeah, very feasty for our Maui Invitational Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, this is a fun, underrated sports week is this week. Feast week with basketball. You get football on starting Thursday. I think it's with, pretty properly rated. I would say it's like one of the best weeks of the year. <laughs> I don't think it, it gets the credit that it deserves. Well, And we get Black Friday NFL football this year too, which is new. Just yeah, adding, the jet, adding to the Jets, it. Though. Yeah, so I'd rather watch. Mm. I, I mean, Iowa football and Tim Boyle, the Jets, are basically the same thing. So I'm going to watch Nebraska Iowa on Black Friday. But to your point, like great basketball leading up to the great football that we've got. Like it's a nice, it's a nice little hodgepodge um, we got going on. But I, I just wish that Marquette Kansas wasn't 10:30 p.m. I know it's Maui and it's, but that's hey, guess that's late, guess who can that's stay late. up and watch that bad boy tonight if he wants. Yeah, oh, buddy. Scootsy. <laughs> yeah, but you got to come in and help record at uh, 9. So. Oh, do I? Yeah, we need your help. I mean, we need you on the Friday show. Well, I mean, Trevor's there, right? Does he know how to do I it? I thought that was Trevor's job. Yeah, but do, so KRC's getting two two shows this week without Scoots? That's yeah. sad. I mean, I guess I could come in. Oh, see, he's such a softy. He's so easy to bully into anything. He even gave Trevor the eight points. Gosh. Oh, geez, please. Uh, well, we, 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 we'll talk about that. You don't have to. Do whatever you want. Uh, Rosh and I took a stab at the text line yesterday in a Twitter space. We didn't do a great job, but it was the effort that counted, so we're just going to uh, move past it. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and we can just start on – Ideally, maybe pick up where yesterday's were just so we can at least address the things that we talked about, except I don't know where we got to yesterday, how far we how far we got. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so let's just uh, pick a spot. Okay. Uh, uh, Kirby says, Roush, worst performance versus a terrible defense. Levis versus Vandy or Leary versus South Carolina? 
Well, I think Levis being kind of hurt is uh, gives him a little bit of a cop out, right? A little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we're splitting hairs here. I try I, both games. I'm going to try to black out of my memory as quickly as we can. Probably Leary against South Carolina. Yeah, I just remember. I mean, both were bad, but I, I remember being more disappointed with the defense against Vandy. Yeah. More disappointed with the yeah. offense against South Carolina. And the um uh the the thing that I mean it was miserable weather too. It was like slushing against Vanderbilt. Like there was a lot of other circumstances why you could understand them coming out of sleep. Whereas South Carolina game, I mean huh. Huh. somebody texted in Golgi apparatus. Is that what it, <laughs> What's that mean? I've I've definitely heard of this before because uh, you can't hear something like Golgi apparatus and not remember it. Um, I have a few texts up. Hey, now I like Scoots a lot, but let's hold off on the TK slander. The impression was spot on, though. That text uh, made me irrationally mad yesterday because I was listening to the replay. Definitely wasn't me slandering TK and doing the impression. It was definitely TJ. So get off me. Uh, it, it it's tough to say. No, it wasn't. It's not tough to say. I heard it with we'd my own to, two ears. We'd have to we'd have to go back and listen to the tapes, and I don't. We'd it'd be a lot of foot. You know, we'd have to go through a lot of audio. I don't think we've got the time for it. So I, yes, I'll make the time today. It's ugly when the producers go after each other, though. I'll <laughs> say that. So take it easy on Trevor. A texture says the battle between IU and Louisville today. Why am I pulling for the pain train? Uh, I found myself rooting for you, Val. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to speaking with Trevor tomorrow because I know he his brain works differently than most people's, so it's probably not an accurate representation of Louisville fans. But they've got to be in a weird spot knowing that okay, see, there actually are decent players, but we still suck at executing down the stretch. Like, what well, they should have they should have won one of those games, right? At least another. Another last place finish for U of L in a basketball tournament. Ah, what's new? Well, uh, Kirby says, understand the take that we probably don't score at the end of half, but that was also Stoops' mindset, and therein lies the problem. After the game, he hit us with a, did you see our last two-minute drill as an excuse for not trying? Problem is, that's been a theme for 11 years now. No confidence in offense and just buying your time, hoping the defense can stop the other team and either win or don't lose that bad. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, I'm just less about getting upset about that one when they literally made the two of the worst turnovers you could possibly make in the previous, like, four minutes. So I, that, I get yeah, that it's, it, like, a mindset thing for some people, but, like, reality just has to win the day. UK was not scoring getting the ball there. And, again, I stated my reasons. I'd be more concerned if you call a timeout instantly that South Carolina may have gone for it, which, again, some people may have said, good, I wish they would have gone for it. Then it could have given us good field position. Or they get it because they were converting pretty much any meaningful down at that point in the game, and they you could have had them get more points before half, all because you tried to get aggressive all of a sudden and called a timeout on a on a possession that you probably weren't going to score anyways. Let's just let reality win the day. I get it if like him being conservative all the time rubs you the wrong way. It's just the mindset of the matter. That's fine. Whatever. But UK was not going to get the ball inside the 20 and Devin Leary just take down the field in 40 seconds and score a touchdown. It just wasn't going to happen with the way that game was going. So 
you get upset about it. I just, I think I agree with Roush. Like there was actual substance that things that did happen, not playing the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I do think there is validity that a lot of the offensive problems, like the, there's been a lot of different people involved, but one guy's remained the same. So there, there mm-hmm. is something like Stoops deserves a good amount of blame for the offense's shortcomings. There's no doubt about it. John here. Wow, I forgot. It's Feast Week. You guys are the best to remind an older man the things I should remember. I have basketball cats by 22 tonight. It's big ones. The Shepherd will be the MVP. We'll got to go. Catch you later. Uh, John, you're off on the predictions. Uh, Shepherd not scoring and cats uh, needing overtime. A texter says, do it for the show, you coward. Wasn't sure exactly what that was referring to. Uh, Texture says, I think the frustration from fans, including me, is offseason we hear about kids potentially leaving for more money and people transferring because spots are being promised just for the receivers to suck all year and their families to be crybabies on social media while Chris Lewis is killing it. The keys complaining when Dane had more drops and fumbles than anyone in SEC history is a joke. Minus Dion, give that guy the bag. Stoops' tenure was built on blue collar and fighting for your respect. This team is the antithesis of to our best teams. I mean, Kirby, Dane Key should have been throwing the ball more on Saturday than Barry on Brown. Like, I don't – yes, you're probably mad about that. Family's going to complain online. Like, I – did I complain when my sister wasn't getting enough playing time? Yes, like that's what family do. So don't don't get all worried about. But also to say that Chris Lewis, I mean, like I, I'm I'm very happy for Chris Lewis. Part of his success is because he's going up against Sun Belt players. So, and in here's what a lot of this comes back to to TJ figuring out this portal thing. You mentioned in the opening block. I don't think it's your whole. I don't think you're there. There is something about the portal that. Is not it's, it's hurting the culture of this team, and yeah, you've had some success with it, but I think you've also been hurt by it a bit too. And yes. I, I think that like you can get talented people in, but it's not people that have been you know they they know exactly what UK is looking for um, defensive. I, I think that that's some of the issues at offensive line and in the secondary. Well, at least that's and, what I tell myself. And I I've just thought that the Stoops pony up comment was less of a shot at fans. And even more so of a ambivalence toward the attitude that some of his players on the team have about the way the game is played now. We're like a lot of the players' attitude is, "Well, just pay me and I'll play better." You know, like I, I think that's some of his frustration is that the players, the best yeah. players that he needs, have a different attitude than the one that he carries, and that that's it's frustrating. It's a good point. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Harrison will have a pick six. Walker's going to break Plummer. The main difference in Kentucky and Indiana fans is we aren't scared of no stinking Cardinals. But just don't listen to that part that Roush was a little bit worried for. Yeah. We do have to remember that Indiana did take this team down to a wire. I mean, mean, everybody has. Like, Georgia Tech did. I shouldn't say down to the wire, but Georgia Tech had that game that they were in a good spot in. Virginia should have won that game. Miami absolutely should have won that game. Now, again, I think a fair thing that a UofL fan would say is, how do you know Kentucky so much better than any of those teams? I I, I don't. I mean, I can't definitively say it, to be fair. I, I can't, but I think that we are, and I think that Kentucky's better than Louisville. Now, again, I think a big part of football is the mindset of teams. Where is UofL going to be versus where UK's at? I think, Roush, I think that's where you your biggest issue is, is just like 
this is going to Louisville's everybody's happy and they're motivated and they're pumped and they just can't wait to beat this team. They've looked forward to it forever where Kentucky's licking their wounds and it's like, Oh crap, here's the team we always beat. Now we need to get up for it again and try to find a way to beat these guys. I think that matters too. I get, I get some of the concern, but can the ball keep bouncing Louisville's way every freaking game? It really is. Um, it really is. A texter says on the Thornton's text line. Uh, I don't think Soup should be fired, but I wouldn't be mad if he took the Iowa or Michigan State job. I actually was asked about that yesterday, and I, I think that that sentiment is uh, like it's not to tubby levels yet, where but it, I, I think it, it's it's growing a little bit. You know, if next year is a is a failure. It's yeah, you're in a weird I, spot. I don't yeah. know what you do for 2025. Like yeah. again, I, I th- if if I were the AD, I would probably, you know, I'd have to meet with them and like see mentally where they're at and see try to get a sense of how hungry they were. But the way I would see it is like, hey, Stoops, th- this is your program, and this is your job. You've got as much flexibility as you need. But I think if next year's bad, you just would have to have a meeting with him and be like, are are you know, where do you see this going? Why why can you get this back going in the right direction? Let's hope that's not the case, though. Let's hope UK finishes strong this year. Let's hope they kill it in the transfer portal. We get really excited heading into next year. Hopefully the team will take a different approach instead of being chesty. They're more hungry, and we're going to prove it to you as the season goes on, like some of Stoops' best teams have been. And then we don't have to have that conversation. Ideally, that's what we do. Scoots, breaking news. Oh, God. Our long national nightmare is over. Matt Canada fired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm shocked. I can't believe it. Like, wow. I, I, I never thought they were going to do it. I didn't I know didn't know where that was going, but I, that's good news. I'm glad to hear it. Like, oh, we brought him back to the sideline. Things are marginally better. We're winning games. We're not going to fire him. Nope. They did it. Ah, gosh. Man, what a day. Texter on the Thornton sex line says, the money talk is aggravating because people talk like it's first or second year coach getting paid that much. I hope if any of us had a job over a decade, we would make more than new hires. Yeah, when Kyle Tucker brought up, like, all of these guys are making less money than Stoops. It's like they're in the first contract. <laughs> yeah. You, not many people are getting hired right off the bat $9 million a year. Um, you yeah, know, that's, that, that plays a part that, of it. <laughs> funny how that works. Yeah. Any fan that wants to get rid of Stoops is an idiot, and they need to have their head examined. Some of the people that are, like, very reactionary, Roush, I am glad they're not in a position of power to make decisions. Yeah, and a lot of that too is just like that's their muscle is to just when anything bad happens, you just fire all the people, and that will. It is like a fun fan thing to do, you know, just be totally irresponsible and just be like, fire them, fire, fire soups, fire in Canada. That's why I'm so shocked because they were like, fire Canada. We're gonna. I mean, they they had so many opportunities to do it. Now is the time. I'm who, man. We've got some bad news about Pittsburgh's quarterback situation. Thus, they're offense, Ooh. folks. Here's here's the good news, though, TJ. Second-best quarterback in the AFC North. <sighs> Debatable. <laughs> ah. give, give me give me the give me the guy on the Browns. 
DTR? DTR yeah. wasn't <laughs> good on Sunday. Uh, they got the dub. Got the dub. A texter says, UK getting plus seven against the cards is tasty. Yeah, I've already done big money line bet, and I've done the spread as well. And then once uh, the beers are flowing on Saturday, I'll probably add a little bit to it. Maybe hit the live line once the game gets going or something. Oh, I'll definitely get in on the player props. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll maybe tell that later in the week. But, uh, yeah, it's a t- I don't know. Maybe UL does just go out and beat the brakes off UK. They haven't Maybe. really done that this season. Yeah, they haven't. But also, this, I, they also haven't like that. You can you can see the scenario where this Kentucky football team just completely implodes because that's what they do. Like in close games, they just kind of implode. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. One thing that I will like if UK's game plan is bad. If the players go out there, Roush, and they're just, you know, they're not with it. If Barry on Brown's thinking about his next transfer spot and he drops a touchdown pass or something like that, if the players mess up and Devin Leary throws it into the offensive line a million more times, that is what it is. But if UK just gets flat out schemed and like U of L is getting whatever it wants offensively and defensively, you know, it's just nothing's worth if it's a if it's a coach thing, I'm gonna be pretty upset. Like these coaches need to have some pride. Players are players. They're 18 to 23-year-olds. I, I hope that they have pride and that they get fired up for this game and all the stupid cliche things that you could say. But, like, this is a job for these coaches. And they have failed at their job this year. They have not done a good job at their job. And they're getting paid a lot of money, and a lot is on the line for them to do a good job. And UofL and their coaching staff is going to be really, really hungry to embarrass you all, like to make you look silly with the X's and the O's. So don't let them do it. Like, don't leave Cohen. I think Cohen is a super duper competitive dude. We need like you at your most competitive nature. Find what will work against this U of L defense and make it happen. If that means handing the ball off to Ray Davis or a running back, I don't want to get Roush all triggered. Any running back, if it means handing the ball off to a running back 35 times and it gets you a win, then hand the ball off 35 times and get you a win. Pride and ego and all that stuff needs to be put to the side, and these coaches need to show why they're SEC coaches getting paid a ton of money and do not get embarrassed by this U of L coaching staff. That's probably my only avenue, Roush, for like being furious on Saturday. If UK loses to U of L, as much as I freaking hate it, U of L is going to get the Governor's Cup trophy again at some point in our lifetime. It's not reasonable and rational to think that UK will always beat U of L. At some point, unfortunately, the bad guy has to win. Your rival has to win. I hope it's not Saturday. I hope it's not next year. I hope it doesn't happen for 10 years. But I do understand at some point it has to happen. If it happens because the coaches aren't prepared, I'm going to lose it. The people forget that uh, Mark Stoops picked Liam Cohen over Brian Brown last yeah. go around. So I would, yeah. I, would, I would hope that there is some pride there. And on the flip side, you know that Brian's going to be like, all right, you know, this you, I, I smell blood in the water with this UK defense. He wanted this guy over me. I'm going to show him why he made a mistake. This UVO coaching staff is going to be hungry. I have no doubt about that. The fact that I'm a little worried about the UK coaching staff, and I don't know if I'm so much worried about it, Roush. I think that they're going to be ready to go. I think they'll be right. Like, I think they know what this game means. I'm 100. I'm, I'm fairly certain of it. It's just if they don't and UK is just getting out schemed left and right. That's not going to sit well with anybody, especially not me. 
A texter says, Luckett's on notice for the Leary deep ball accuracy takes. That's what makes this year's performance even more inexplicably odd. How uh, many St. Joe's threes in the first 10 minutes? I'm going with five. It was a lot. I just get the feeling this game will be closer than we want it to be, starting to get a bit concerned about the timeline of our bigs. Need Bradshaw practicing by the end of this week. Texer, you nailed it. Hopefully you profited it off that prediction. You're spot on. Uh, five reasons for our five losses. Devin Leary's overrated. Barryon has slumped majorly. J.J. Weaver has disappeared. The line has improved, but it didn't improve enough. And the safeties have been trash water, and our corners were supposed to be the backups this year. Pretty sure we always lose the game after the Champions Classic as well. You're right about that. I don't really disagree with most of those takes, Roush. I was I, – I really thought we were just extending our November hell streak because it, it has been – I want to say five straight years of oh yeah bad, bad Kentucky football loss, Champions Classic loss, and then something else. It's it's and it compounded with South Carolina. We extended it a week longer, and then I, I thought I was going to keep on rolling with St. Joe's. So thank thank God that didn't happen. What a horrible take by you all at the end of half situation. Sound like a couple of losers. You're losing on the road, and you're getting the ball back, and they're getting the ball back after half. At least show some life and try to get three points. Yeah, I mean, and you can call us losers if you want, but like, if I, I think you're just a, a dumb dumb. No offense, for lack of a better word, if you think Kentucky is going to realistically go and get the points, I get. I just disagree with you if you say like, yeah, but you needed to go try. I don't know if you did. I would have been okay if they tried. I just don't think it would have worked. So why do I care that they that that they didn't? You know, you didn't turn the ball over. You didn't give up any additional points. You waved the white flag and you went into half and you had the mindset, we'll get them in the second half. And you should have. You, you should have. You didn't lose the game because you didn't what you did or didn't do there at the end of the half. You lost the game because your offense stunk and the defense had some really, really bad third down plays. I don't know if Stoops and the team have unearned sense of arrogance. Maybe they don't, but the AD has spent the last year and a half t telling and showing Stoops he's the most important person on campus, more important than our title-winning basketball coach. I could see how that could lead to an unearned arrogance. Yeah, The arrogance just, talk, the attitude talk, that stuff, you know, that's just because cats are losing. Yep. Um, and also, like, playing with an edge is, you know, actually, like, doing awesome things and talking trash. Like, they're just not doing the awesome things, too. Kentucky plays a losable game tonight, and the crowd is going to be dead silent until we get down eight. I love it when TJ curses on Twitter. Makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. Make your free throws. We made it, boys. Finally, basketball season. Twitter, field, Twitter feed is filled with people questioning the lineups and coaching decisions. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. We're going to have that all year, Roush. Two things. Jeff Goodman was sitting in his basement, all the lights off, vein popping out of his forehead, screaming, Cal got lucky when Trey hit the back to back threes in overtime. With a minute and a half left, the offense completely breaking down. DJ drove to the bucket with six seconds left on the shot clock to put the Caps up eight or six, excuse me. That's what we've been missing as a ball dominant guard and just guards that can create for themselves. Just, all right, nothing's going. I'll go make something. And DJ's really good at that. He needs to be better at finishing, and he always does have the safety valve on the kickout options, uh, which he can do a good job of. But it was nice to see him score some points yesterday. He'll only get better. I'm fine with him being in the game. I just need me some Dilly and she Reed as well. Oh, gosh. UK's defense will be a lot more fun when you have rim protection. Yep, that, that is a fact. Um, 
The best thing Edwards does is get rim stuff. Gosh, I just don't understand how he keeps doing that. 26 drops by the Chiefs receivers tonight. Barryon and Key would fit in great in the Kansas City offense. Uh, we'll have to end it on that one because we are out of time. We didn't get to talk about the Monday night game. It was uh, a good game. It was, it was a big Monday night. All right, we'll get we'll get more to these texts tomorrow. It's going to be a wacky show with Trevor on on a wacky Wednesday. Hopefully he shows up. You never really know with the big guy. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for texting into the show and listening. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Sports Radio. Go. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. See you later. I've tried to cut these corners.